Hello and welcome to the Context Needed podcast. I'm Kyle, joined with Ollie and Ryan as usual. How are you doing, guys? Hello. I'm okay. The spider has gone. I don't know where it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't actually get to see the spider. I was it's in the walls! Busy. I was too busy checking something else. Um, it's in the goddamn walls! So yeah, we, we do have a subject matter we want to talk about today, but just before we started, Ollie said he wanted to tell us a quick story. That's a, a recent story, so go ahead, Ollie. Uh, obviously, as you guys know, I am a purveyor of radioactive goods. Um, so, obviously, I made these little pots uh, for anyone who's happens to be watching these little pots here with radioactive shit in them. Um, nothing too big, but I was I made them just to keep stuff in, keep them safe. Uh, and I was curious to see how good they were, so I contacted uh, this company uh, down in I think they were in Oxford, um, seeing whether I could get them tested like more thoroughly. Um, they got back in touch and they were like, ah, sorry, like, we'd love to help you, but we only really deal with businesses. We don't deal with small customers. But why don't you try contacting uh, Public Health England? Because they might be able to help you. Okay. So uh, I, contacted, I contacted Public Health England, and uh, rightly so, pretty much their response was, why are you collecting radioactive things? <laughs> pretty much. But, I'm surprised uh, I, you got a response and so it wasn't like left in the waiting list. I'm, like not, I'm not surprised with the response because let's face well, it, it was, everyone's been saying this to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it was more so just like, it wasn't even just that. It was like, because obviously I asked them a question. They didn't answer my question at all. It was literally just, why are you collecting them? Are you aware of the dangers of these things? How do you plan on disposing of them? It's like, yes, I do know what it is. I know it's dangerous. And I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's your problem when I die. <laughs> it I, mean, was like, I, I, I know. Much, I know. Uh... Well, it was pretty much a case of I don't know, but it's not like I'm going to just go. Oh, I'll just chuck it in the bin. I take like it you, to the don't skip. You, don't you flush them down the toilet, or is that fish? I get that's them mixed it. up. You know, radioactive great. materials and fish are very similar. It's great for the ecosystem, honestly. It, it makes them much bigger. <laughs> free, free eyed so, frogs uh, in your uh, in your pond. Future armor fish. Yeah, free eyed fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So basically, I was like, yeah, yeah. You know, I I am using all the relevant PPE when handling the materials, and uh, I am aware of the risks. And I'm not totally sure of the exact uh, disposal protocol, but I have no intention of disposing of them anytime soon. And if I do, it'll be to either another collector or I will contact you for details. <laughs> Also, yeah, uh, just... please don't look at my previous purchase history and don't worry about the rockets that I'm purchasing. Also, don't worry about the flammable <laughs> liquids I'm using for propulsion. <laughs> <laughs> I am not I'm trying to make my own colony. <laughs> oh, if, oh, if I wasn't on a list... Go ahead. Like you say, if you're not on a list, it's worrying. Well, if I wasn't on a list before, I think I am after pu- contacting public health. <laughs> I'm definitely on a list now. You, you, you're on one of those, like, you know, like those really bad, like, um, detective shows where they've just got, like, pictures on the chalkboard of, like, suspects. It's just all of a sudden yeah. they get your letter and they're just like, maybe we should add this to the suspects. <laughs> just me. Radiation? <laughs> With a big question mark and then, like, a piece See, of red now string. I need just- <laughs> Yeah, I need to start just thinking of like weird, suspicious things that are totally legal to buy, just to just so someone out there is going to be thinking, "What's he doing? What's he doing?" It's just like uh, just built buying shit. I'd like, really. I'd like ten <laughs> bottles of bleach, please. <laughs> Have ten bottles of bleach, please. <laughs> <laughs> the best bit is though, like it literally will just be like. It would be able to like do the one of those like smash cuts from comedies where it's like it's the guy at the office. It's like, what is he buying? There's got to be some meaning to all this stuff that he's buying. I don't understand it. And it smash cuts to you at your computer on eBay. I can't stop buying things. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> to be fair, I think I've been pretty good after buying the uh, the radio. Have I shown you guys the radioactive swan? I saw yeah, a picture of it. I didn't get to see it. You haven't shown yeah. me though. Oh god, Danny, could you grab Reggie, please? Danny you called it Reggie. Reggie the, re- Reggie the radioactive swan. Have Reggie to me, darling. Reginald? Reginald? Here is Reggie the radioactive swan. He's bigger than I thought it had been. Yeah, I was expecting it is, it's smaller. And, and to prove it really is uh, uranium glass, here's a UV light. And uh, I don't know how well you can see that, but it glows under oh, UV. You can't really get really closer. Yeah, I can't, can't quite see it through the webcam. It's, it's too dark. It's, oh, well, that might work a bit better. If I do it from further... Uh, I, we can't tell from. No, nah, we can't ah, tell. Well, either camera. way. But yeah, uh, yeah no, that's cool. 
glass infused with uranium dioxide. So, because because so you know just just Ollie things. It's I have tested it and it's a really really weak emitter. Like it it's yeah. barely detectable. I, th- I think I've got Neil a few others. said it right. Neil said it right. It's like stuff that you didn't think you needed. But now you yeah. definitely need it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was looking for a test source because I've got some other uranium glass bits which I keep in those containers because they are a little hotter. Um, and like what what it was was whilst I was looking for those, I was like, oh, what there is? It's like uranium glass swan. And at first glance, like, oh, that could be interesting. It's like, oh my god, it's got the stupidest fucking face I've ever seen. I have to buy it. Have you ever seen? Um, the first... Have you seen Ant Man? Uh, the first one. The first one. I have, yeah. There's the scene where um, Paul Rudd, uh, Ant-Man, gives that toy, that really ugly toy to his daughter, and she just goes, it's so ugly, I love him! And that was your reaction yeah. to the swan. <laughs> that was pretty much my, yeah, and we had to call it, we went through a few names, but I decided Reggie was the best, so. Reggie the so, radioactive Reggie swan. The radioactive swan. <laughs> I just went on eBay and I was like, hmm, radioactive items, let me search for that. Go on. The first thing that appears is Fallout 76 on. Xbox One items exclamation mark. Yeah, that's definitely radioactive. Don't, I don't touch it. I, I would people rather are, handle people the, are the selling that radioactive shit, stuff. Though. People are selling that <laughs> shit. Off. I just heard what you said. I'd rather handle actual radioactive <laughs> items. Yeah, I'm just that. disappointed that I haven't got any radioactive items appeared at the top of my list. It's just some shite from fucking... There's... Almost certainly some radioactive stuff. Well, there will be. If there's smoke detectors in your house, you have radioactive shit in your house. Well, what did you search for radioactive stuff, though? To, to buy it? Yeah, how did you find um, it? Either Geiger test sources or Vaseline or uranium glass. They call it Vaseline glass. For I don't know why, but that's what they call it. So Vaseline glass, uranium glass. There's loads of stuff. They made loads of glassware out of it back like in, in uh, the 20th century, like probably in the 50s. And it looks quite nice, to be fair. You'll see on the pictures, a lot of them will be pictures taken under UV light because it glows a really nice colour when you put it under UV. Yeah. But um, And to be fair, it's pretty safe. Like, I wouldn't want to hold it in my hands for an extended period of time, but go you to, can go eat to out sleep of it with fine. it against your face. Oh, my God. There's a glass <laughs> what, what clown found? bowl. There's a There's glass a clown bowl, and it is... It's, is it radioactive? It's nightmare fuel. Is it, <laughs> is is it uranium glass? Yeah, it is. Okay, you've got to link me that shit. You link need, me you that need shit. to send it. Like Can you send it me through Facebook? Because <laughs> I won't be able to move the Discord. Because obviously, I'm using the the cameras. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna put it in Discord. But, um, I'll put it to you. In so Facebook. you guys have got. A, that's it. You've gone down the rabbit hole now. You have to buy yourself a fucking Geiger counter and get it done. I kind of, I kind of <laughs> want to buy however, however much nightmare fuel this um this thing is. I might it, buy I it do just to like. See how bad it oh is. my god, that is horrendous. It's awful. I've got to see this. I, I do want to see this. There is a oh, nice God, rooster. Is there is a, li- a nice rooster that's um, on here, which I do appreciate. Let me see if oh, I can just make it a bit smaller. Oh, it's got 12 minutes left. Uh, this this rooster's oh, only got 16 God, minutes I hate it left. and I love right, it. I'm just going gonna, gonna to put the picture of this fucking clown over your nah, head, that, Ryan, just so that's it's hard shown. It, I've it, got it. Could you send me the rooster, please? I want absolutely the rooster. The clown can we just is leave horrendous. That, can we leave that there? Can we just leave that there so I can take my hat? Rainy glass rooster. That's <laughs> no. actually. No. You're back. Oh no. <laughs> no. I kind of want to make a habit of collecting stupid radioactive birds. Oh, it's got 13 bids though. That's obviously got a lot of people after it. So I probably that's when probably going to go for quite a bit of money. I saw um. I saw this brilliant uh, post that I shared. I think you saw it, Ryan. And it was just a post of some guy saying, here are a few birds that I absolutely fucking despise. And it's just a load of different birds that he just hates for different reasons. <laughs> oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, and there's I've one where, like, this bird has, like, really spindly legs and really fucking long talon-like claws. And it's there, like, this fucker is just scary and nightmare fuel, and I despise him. And it's got this picture where it looks like it's got loads of legs, and he goes, that's not loads of legs, that's just it carrying its, its um, it's, like, kids in its oh, wings. Oh, God, yeah! So, oh. A plus for parenting, but still, you're a scary fuck, and I, I don't really like you. <laughs> I, I hated that image. That image actually made me feel, like, phys- like just physically it sick. Was, it was nightmare fuel. Um... Moving on to the subject at hand, anyway, because we yeah, sorry for, 
Sorry for hijacking. Sorry. We've been uh, we've been down the radioactive rabbit hole for a bit longer than we probably expected. <laughs> so I, I, I'm not gonna lie, I'm still looking. You you guys carry on. I, I've I'm just here. seen. <laughs> I just I've just linked another swan. I saw another swan, which is oh. pretty cool. Yeah. So um, we've obviously talked briefly about this subject over multiple podcasts because. We're all fans of it. We all we all like to be critical of it, but we're all big fans of it. And that is Star Wars. So Star Wars. Wars. we're all playing a lot of Elite Dangerous. We're all kind of doing a lot of Star Wars space type train. stuff and all the space train. Fucking Gundam. And obviously, uh, we've just got Ryan into Gundam, which is awesome. But we um we just thought we'd kind of do a podcast about Star Wars because we, we tried to hold off of doing one for as long as possible because we knew we'd just end up keep on talking about it. So, yeah. just to... We've already lost 10 minutes to fucking radioactive birds. <laughs> radioactive birds. Well, just just to get us started, we'll just go straight in. It's like, like two favourite lightsaber battles. Ollie, go. Ooh... I'm going to say, oh, that's a tricky one. You know what? I I actually, I wouldn't say it's my favourite, but since I watched uh, The Last Jedi, uh, was it Last Jedi? It's the, the latest one, isn't it? Um, no, the latest one is Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, the latest one's Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. I watched Rise of Skywalker the other day, and I, I wouldn't say it's my favourite, but I did actually quite enjoy the lightsaber fights in that one. I felt like there was actually a good amount of lightsaber fights in that film. Yeah. Uh, and especially the one on the remains of the Death Star between that is Kylo a good and Rey. That was a good fight. I wouldn't say it's my favourite, but I, I enjoyed it and it's up there. Uh, I mean, number one is going to be the obvious answer, and that is uh, Darth Maul, Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan, because that, that is Kino. Uh, that's that's the, it's the easy answer, but it's because it's fucking fantastic. Yeah. To be fair, Ryan, Qui Gon, uh, Obi, and what's it called Darth Maul, and then it's got to be um, Anakin versus Obi Wan in Revenge of the Sith, without a doubt. Yeah, they they are good choices. So me as well, Obi Qui Gon versus Darth Maul, just pinnacle in my opinion. But I'm always yeah. torn between Obi-Wan versus Anakin in episode three or the final one between Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader just because it's mm. like my childhood kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, that was also a very good one. I'd yeah. say that's up there for me yeah, as well. Yeah, it's, it's a good one. I, I don't think... I, I preferred the faster-paced stuff. I think they missed... There's so much more they could go into in a cinematical universe like the cinema universe with the uh the well hopefully they will well yeah. they're doing the tv show they're doing the tv show but again they keep doing ones it's like oh this is in between the films and here it's like oh excuse me oh, this yeah is stuff that's like not obviously main characters and main things but i want to see stuff that's happening at that same time yeah i'd like, like to clone see... wars, like yeah i clone wars, gen... the cartoons meant to be really good but i'd like to see some cinematic stuff Yes, yeah, yeah. I need to. I need to watch Clone Wars because I have heard good things. But like, I really would like to see stuff which is like think like Rogue One shows the effects of like the Empire and things like that on the people that aren't big names. It's like it shows yeah. like it shows As an oppressor. The, yeah, it shows the evil side of the rebellion because everyone obviously always likes to see like the rebellion, yeah, fight the power and all that kind of stuff. But the way you need to think about it, at the end of the day, they're at war. There's always wet work jobs. There's always black ops jobs. And it showed that in Rogue One when like yeah. at the beginning of the movie, the guy that gets the information about the Death Star realizes his allies injured and he can't escape. And it's like, well... I can't let him go because he'll tell the Empire that we know. So he kills him. It's like, yeah, I like seeing that grey area of both sides because there's no doubt somewhere in the Empire, someone doing the opposite to the Black Ops stuff, if you know what I mean. Like, rather than it, they, they're with the Empire, but they're trying to maybe do some good with that power they have. I'd love to see more of the middle yeah. ground area. 
you see a lot of that in um like you do see some of that kind of thing in uh shit, what's it called the TV rebels mm. rebels you do actually see and i know i don't know is rebels canon i don't think it is is it rebel rebels is it, canon clone wars is canon um and to be fair like there is some of that in rebels like it's I mean, of course, with it being sort of aimed at kids, there is a lot of oh, Empire bad to keep it simple. But Empire at the same bad. time, <laughs> but at the same time, you do see like some of the other stuff as well, like where the Empire isn't always evil. Like there, there's a you do see a lot of um, Imperials kind of move over to the rebellion and stuff, which is quite yeah. interesting. I think, sure, especially with people how people as being people. Sorry, sure. but yeah. yeah, with how with how big. Let's face it, how big like the canon is for Star Wars and the universe is for Star Wars. It'd be so easy for them to do much more grown-up stories because at the end of the day, like it, there's never it's never just black and white. It, there is never just right wrong. I mean, obviously, when you get to people like Palpatine, yes, that's just evil. That is bad. That is he is the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. But that's, I am the Senate. <laughs> but that, that's the, the way his character's designed. But then you get people like um, Dooku, who I don't think was 100% necessarily bad because he was, no, a he, Jedi wasn't. he was a Jedi Master for years and he was pulled across by Palpatine. And then Palpatine well, he, betrays he, him with, do it. He, he near, <laughs> yeah, so he, he, he basically even tried to kind of clue in the Jedi into what Palpatine was planning. Yeah, and at that time, the Jedi was were the Jedi Council was so far up their own ass. Oh, the Sith wouldn't have been able to come back without us knowing it. It's like, well, they're in the fucking shadows, you know. That's the kind of idea behind that's it. The idea, <laughs> yeah, that's why they're so dangerous. Can I also just quickly say that I absolutely fucking loved that they managed to fit in a do it in uh, Rise of Skywalker. I don't know if yeah, you guys noticed. I did. That was great. I, that, I can't yeah. remember that. It was it was a very was, very quick moment, but it was good. It was a quick one, but it was definitely a do it. <laughs> it's just that it's don't, that don't it's, it's that Palpatine growl. Is that do it? It's just so good, so well done. Do I think I yeah. actually found a really good video of that. <laughs> it was, oh. Somebody edited like they do well. They hadn't edited. They'd used the the sound clip of the scene from from Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> But they, they've got this guy there, and they're like, they're obviously just a couple of teenagers pretending to have lightsaber doors. And is stuff. this the Yankee like, one? Is there, take off the brim. <laughs> Do it. Whoa, Yankee with no brim. It's two guys fighting. <laughs> I remember you showed me, it's the two guys fighting, and one of them's got the Yankee, and he takes his brim off, and it just cuts to that meme. <laughs> the Yankee with no brim. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good because he's like, he literally does the proper voice, and he's like, Take it off. Take the take the brim off. Do it. Do it. I mean, with with that like scene, that movie has probably one of, if not the greatest Star Wars opening of any Star Wars oh, movie, like period. Amazing. Because it just it just goes in. It's got Anakin and Obi Wan flying together, and it shows how well they're working together with them, like. They are in unison with all of their movement, so it's like it shows they've worked together for such a long time. And then obviously they like fly along the the like underneath of the ship, and then they go over the side, and it's a fucking war zone, and it's just non-stop action, mm. piece after piece after piece of really well choreographed and shown and CGI action until like they finally like have this calm moment, and you're there like Jesus Christ, I'm like twenty minutes in, and it's not fucking ended. <laughs> Yeah, it's. Uh, I think what's amazing about the films as well is at first the first three films were considered quite crap. There was a lot of backlash on them, but they are. As in, are you, wait, are you, are you talking the the prequel trilogy or the original trilogy? The prequel trilogy, yeah. yeah One, two, yeah. three. Yeah. For, for me, the prequel trilogy was it was what I grew up with because I was. I was obviously way too young when obviously the first one came out because I was only like two years old. But from there... You wasn't born when the first one came out. I was going to say, none of us were. (laughs) Well, no, I'm I'm talking about the prequels here. Oh, right, the prequels. Oh! I was two years old when the first first film, The Phantom Menace, came out. 
So obviously, for, for me, that was my childhood, was watching those. And I, I did watch the... I, I still... To me, I'd actually prefer to watch the prequels than watch the uh, the original they're, series, the original trilogy. Yeah, they're, they're much, much more, like, flashier movies, like, overall, definitely. They're more polished, they're aren't more they? They're more polished. Like, the original trilogy is definitely a lower-budget film. Yeah, I definitely think, like, I grew up watching the original trilogy because of my dad my dad same yeah my here. dad got pulled into that by i think it was either his dad or something that took him to the cinemas to watch those movies when he was growing up and then he showed me them when i was growing up and then obviously when i got to like what was it 99 episode one was so i would have been yeah. eight years old so i ended up going to the cinemas to watch one two and three multiple times in the cinemas with my dad just because it was this cool new thing and yeah there was massive obviously like we said before there was massive backlash to episode one and two and three and like certain aspects of them and the acting style and things but i always like looking at the way um cinema wins talks about it it's like look at the end of the day did you have fun that's what matters when you watch these movies stop you can go in depth and talk about these things and you'll find issues with everything. At the end of the day, you can go in depth and look at John Wick, one of my favourite movies, and I will find an issue with it. But that doesn't take away from the fact I can watch these movies and enjoy it. I don't condone mm. publicising any issues with John Wick. You know, I, I don't want him coming to my house. So <laughs> <laughs> if we just keep off that subject. Mate, just don't kill his dog and you'll be fine. <laughs> it's a very dangerous subject. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, just briefly away from Star Wars, though, I um, I did see a meme where it was a a cutout from like a news article where Keanu Reeves has said he's happy to make as many John Wick's movies as people are happy to watch, and then underneath it's like an old version of SpongeBob watching TV, and over the TV it just says John Wick fifty seven. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they they are doing another one. Yeah, they are. Already I still haven't watched any of them. I've oh, seen clips of them, and I really want to. I want to watch them, but I just haven't. You've got to watch them. There was um, I did see one thing as well that kind of made me laugh. Is they've got some side, either I think they were side series or side movies being made, and there was one that was called the Ballerina, um, which is going right. to be like a female assassin from like it was like a ballerina style school that you see in one of the movies. And I third, saw in the, in the third one, yeah. So there was some backlash to who they were picking for the screenwriter and director because it was two men. And all the backlash I was seeing was because it was two men doing this female-led movie, which was kind of annoying right. me. And then I looked at who the men were and realised they were really shit directors and really shit screenwriters. And I'm there like, I'm going to give them backlash, not because it's men doing a female-driven movie, but because they're fucking terrible at their job and I don't want them ruining my John Wick universe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they've, already done, they've already done a manga, I'm pretty sure, which actually looks they've really done a, good. They've done a graphic novel, yeah, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, like, Ollie, go watch John Wick. It's... I need to watch them, man. Like, I, 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 I just it's, don't know why I watch them. I, I don't know why I haven't watched them. It's so one no, of those, really. It's it's one of those things where with with the John Wick movies, like, there's so many like movies of that style out there that just bore you with stuff that you don't need to know. Whereas John, I don't understand the appeal, like, as as uh, looking into just like kind of like fast paced thriller films and stuff like that. I just don't understand the appeal of the Fast and Furious film. And I'm a car enthusiast, and I've just I've never understood it. They're like, but people say, like, oh, but they're just they're so ridiculous. I love them. It's like, yeah, but that's like they're so ridiculous that it's just like, why am I watching this? It's just yeah. like saying, I don't know, liking cars. I mean, I didn't. I yeah, didn't like to like used to like cars for ages because everyone was just going about Fast and Furious, and people still. Yeah, this I thing. don't get it. I've and watched it. I'm like, because it looks like shite. I mean, Tokyo because it is shite. <laughs> Tokyo, Drift, they are right? shite. It's Tokyo Drift. I'll give that one its day because I'm a weeb, but the rest of them, I ain't interested. Muscle yeah, but food. do you just like that for the Japanese factors? You don't oh, like it for the the Japanese <laughs> bits. That's I mean, it's like, it's still a shit now, though, Even now, with the game, the cars I'm like interested in, um, I prefer JDM to 
an American car or a German car. Don't get me wrong, German Oh, yeah, I think that's a pretty good but I'd prefer I guess, the Japanese one. Yeah, I suppose that's it, really. Like, that's pretty common because the Japanese make really good, really affordable cars. Yeah, mm. I think with the. With the Fast and the Furious thing, I think the thing that kind of made me... I watched them, pretty much all of them, quite, like, all the way through, because I mm. wasn't, I wasn't like... It was one of those popcorn flicks you can just turn off and watch, but the point mm. where the ridiculousness got too much for me was when you told me about... Um, there was that... There was that cargo plane where they used like five or six cars to stop it from flying off, and you told me like, "Yeah, that plane has like a seventy-five thousand pound thrust yeah, per, like... per engine, and it's got four engines, and these five modified cars can hold it down. It's like, <laughs> it's it, would, like... it would fly off with no fucking issue. The pilot would you may as notice. well. <laughs> At that point, it would be no more ridiculous to just have one person holding the plane. It's that level of just like, well, if you're going to do it, it's that's equally just like ridiculous. So I can understand yeah, I can when they get it. things like um, Captain America holding a helicopter in place is because he's a fucking superhuman. And, yeah, it, it kind of makes sense canonically, but when it's just like, oh yeah, no, they just used a couple cars but and pulled a plane down. It's like, it doesn't they, work, like... they did that in one of the latest films because I can remember watching the trailer for it. It's got The Rock. With a helicopter. Oh, did they do the exact same scene? They did the same, it wasn't exactly the same, but they did the rock getting pulled, like, with these cars and this helicopter. And at this point, they're just action films. They're not even, like, car films at this point now. The thing is, they're action films in the guise of a piss-poor car film. That's what they are. They're just, they're just, like, mindless shite. And that's why I don't like them. They're just, they're just... They're just so outlandishly stupid. It's the thing. If it was like it was so silly, but they had a bit of fun with it and almost like recognized it, it would be enjoyable. It's just well, like, it's like um, yeah, that shouldn't be possible. How did he do that? But like, it's as you just like, oh no, no, it's fine. Like, well, have you ever pull, watched pull there was um, those Jason Statham movies called The Transporter? Yeah, I, I, my, I never watched those either. I've seen you, bits of them. So there's, I've, I've watched this three with Jason Statham, I think, and I've watched all three. And the first one is definitely the most realistic. And I obviously give you the quotations because they are stupid with it, but they also understand the stupidity of it. And it's not so outlandish at the way it's done. Like, there's certain things where, like, because he's a transporter, he's picking up some guys from a bank robbery and an extra person is in the car and he says, no, you said three guys, you have four. Well, just drive. No, the shock absorbers I installed were specifically designed for a car with four people in it. You've now got five in it. My handling will be off. One of you needs to leave. So it's like they yeah. kind of try and go into the whole, like, detail of it yeah then he just does crazy outlandish stunts in the car so it's like that is where the stupidity is okay in my opinion in these like car movies there was another jason statham film and i'm trying to think what it was um it's not crash is it the one where it's just like he basically just has to like keep his adrenaline up or he'll die or something yes. like that so he yes. he just does stupider and stupider things to stay alive like that's the right kind of just that's so There's... like he has sex with like a random woman in the no, street no, and he grabs power lines it wasn't a random woman it was his ex-girlfriend or something and he's in chinatown and he just out of nowhere starts fucking her and when he like finishes he goes yes and the crowd cheers for him it's so <laughs> <Yes>. stupid <laughs> that's like like, it's such a stupid, outlandish, ridiculous film that it works to that yeah. kind of thing. But where it's just think, like Fast and Furious, I don't get it. Yeah, Crash Two, I think, is the one where it's the um, electricity where he has to keep himself charged up, and that's where he like attaches power cords to his tongue and stuff like that. I, yeah, I, re- I remember there was a bit in that one where he, um, uh, I remember where he, yeah, he grabs like power lines towards the end. I can't, like, I've not even seen it. I've just, I remember like my brother yeah. Jack was watching it, and I happened to walk past and see that scene. But if that's the correct way to be silly, I think the worrying thing about these films is, is they were. I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably offend a load of people here, but they're shite. They but are shit. Oh, yeah, there's shit. no so way. Many big actors in it. It's like Sandra Bullock, you know, Don Cheadle, and like all these actors who are in very good films nowadays, but. 
back in the day they were just in shots. Yeah, they I think really I've got were. a feeling though, like especially around the time like Crash, like Transporter. I think that was when Hollywood was really, really struggling with like the stories and the writing. Because let's face it, it was either generic shitty action movie, something ridiculously over the top, generic romance movie, or kids film, kids film, or a book adaptation. And I definitely think yeah. over say like maybe the past like five or eight years to ten years. I definitely mm. think with like streaming services, especially like the the movie kind of landscape has grown a lot because people are actually getting access now to more world movies, things like obviously Netflix having things like Ghost in the Shell. Um, you've got and movies I, like I Paras- you've got movies like Parasite who are winning Oscars, and like it's a Korean movie all about like the Korean like hierarchy and social hierarchy and it's it's winning oscars which is amazing because it's showing that the oscars are actually you know trying to have some semblance of taste when are we going to see bollywood though when are we going to see bollywood in there bollywood have some of the best stupid action movies ever that they are on yes actually yeah (laughs) have you seen the one where it's the cop who slaps people Yes. yes. And every time he yes. slaps them, it's a fucking tiger roar or something stupid yeah. like that. No, have you ever, have you ever, again. Have you ever seen on. Indian dramas? Like, I saw a clip today. Uh, I'm not sure. Edited, somebody edited Harry Potter to be like an Indian drama. And with their dramas, when something happens, it's like, doof, 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 and they're just like zooming in. But it's like, and it's repeatedly doing this, and this is just mid mid episode. It doesn't just like happen at the end, like in EastEnders. This is like mid episode. Somebody will say something dramatic and be like, "Do do 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 do." Has <laughs> somebody done that and edited it to Harry Potter in the first film when they beat the troll? There's <laughs> 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 like Professor McGonagall comes in, and the better part is it's the German dub. <laughs> so she oh, comes God. in speaking German, and it's like do 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 do. Have you have you guys sense. ever seen the pirate Chinese dub of Star Wars? And then when I, they re, oh. re, re they basically it. it was it was I think it was like China got a hold of their copy of Star Wars early from a different market of the world. I think it may have been like a German market. So mm-hmm. it was an English movie that they'd translated and dubbed into German that then the Chinese people had translated from a German dub to Chinese subtitles that then someone went and translated to English so you can read as to how fucking stupid it is. (laughs) I've seen it. You just see that you see the memes of it sometimes where people like screenshot it (laughs) and you just like Gordon Bennett, what happened? Well, it's like it's when you, it's when you do crazy stuff like that, especially when you use things like Google Translate. There was um, I think there was a video. It was um, it was like a Bruno Mars song or something. Mm-hmm. They'd got like um, the Lazy Song or something. And what they'd done is they take they take the lyrics, put it into Google Translate, and translate it to Spanish, and then sing it. They'll then translate it back into English and sing it again. But then they'll oh, translate. Oh, I've seen that done with um, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and it's just like, like the. But they, yeah, they they ran it through Google Translate like a thousand times, yeah, and then back to English, and it's just utter nonsense. It, it, it's amazing. It's not even anywhere near the same kind of like language anymore. <laughs> no, it's it's just yeah, total nonsense. I love it. I found the German dub. I've just seen, yeah. You'll have, you'll have to link us and we'll, I'll watch that just, after because that just doesn't yeah, it's, it's so funny. I mean, I, mean, I think. Oh, gone around, sorry. The films, though, however shit a film may be, they, they've all had a massive impact, especially with the internet and meme culture, especially like oh, we're yeah. saying with all these things. Because, I mean, we would have never seen. Yeah, well, we may have seen at some point in our lives if we did like a lesson at school on Indian movies, but you'd never really do it. 
you'd have like a week every year where they'd do cultural week or something and then yeah. pick a culture and you'd have to you'd learn it in each class. I but think yeah. that's something that should this is I the think that's something that should internet. definitely be done. Like especially like because the easiest way of doing it is just having like a movie from a different part of the world play. I mean I Yeah. I don't know if a, I don't know if a watching an Indian like action film is, you know, I'm educational. educational. It's not. It's not about. It's not about it's being educational. Yeah, it's not about being educational. It's just one of those things where, like, you've seen your own country's action movies or Western action movies. Mm. Just go and watch. Like, it's like when you watch, say, like an anime or something. Like, whenever I've shown like um, Becky an mm. anime which has like a romance under romance subplot. And like she was saying, why don't they just say to each other that they like each other and say it's because of the culture they're in? They're very, very shy about that stuff and they wouldn't say things like that because they're worried about put like rocking the status quo. Whereas our culture it's very much in your face about liking someone most of the time. So like it it helps you at least understand certain undertones of different areas, I think. Yeah, there's still it, it, that's the thing you, you learn a lot about the different places. Like, I mean, we all know that you're not going to go to Japan and it be exactly like an anime, but you get that kind of at the aspects. Wait, and it's like not. How, there's yeah, no subtitles. Subti- there's, there's, there's no subtitles. subtitles. I mean, Wait, does that mean when that whenever went... people do something silly, they don't suddenly turn upside down with their feet pointing up? That doesn't really happen. No, well, I, I I did actually see someone fall over, and that pretty much did happen in Japan. That was quite hilarious. <laughs> They they slipped. I'm, sold, I'm going. I'm they still, slipped down. I'm going. <laughs> they slipped down a single step, but somehow ended <laughs> legs in the air. It was hilarious. I was I was worried because it did sound painful, but hilarious at the same time. <laughs> the Japanese people just have a really high center of gravity that's really dense when they fall. It really flips them quickly. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, I do think though that we need to. I think something needs to change about like Bollywood's action films. So they are actually, I think, I think if you actually spoke to somebody from there, like you showed them a Western film, like, or maybe even Indian people who are over here in the West, they, they just, we, I think we're, we can all be in agreement that they, they are just shite. I mean, like, yeah. at least there's not as much killing in them. Bad. Yeah. But they're just so like, it's not even the fact that they're just, that, well, it is the fact that they're just so stupid, but they're just so stupid stupid that it's just shite stupid it's not even funny <laughs> stupid like, the I only mean, reason it's ever funny is because somebody puts a caption on it and makes a meme out of it that's the only time i found it funny like you I watch mean, your voice and you're just like oh it's awful one of the one of the things i do find funny like the only like action movie from bollywood that i've watched most of is i can't remember the name of it it's that police officer that slaps people <laughs> and the thing i like about it is Obviously, he plays a bit loose with the rules from what I've seen of Indian police, but he still kind of plays by the rules. He, From what I remember, he doesn't go out to kill someone. He, he just, goes out to slap people. He just, he just slaps them so they can't do, they can't break the law anymore, and then he arrests them. And like when you, when you compare that to, say, like a fucking British or American police action movie where it's like oh look they've killed 50 fucking people it's like i'm sorry but imagine the fucking paperwork after one of these american <laughs> action movies i mean what was it hot fuzz did it best at the end of the hot fuzz movie it's they're all paperwork. there doing paperwork because of what's happened it's yeah. like well there was thousands of rounds fired so they need to basically account for all the bullets that have been fired they need to account for yeah. where the fucking firearms came from they need to account for all the injuries that had happened from shooting people all of the arrests from what have happened <laughs> yeah it's pretty funny but then there is the aspect of where we don't really want it to be too realistic. You know, we're not after just realism. You're after that nice mixture because you're not, you don't want to be a cop. You don't want to get the everyday ins and outs all the I, time. No, no. <laughs> I actually disagree because there's a brilliant movie which kind of portrays it in a bit, it's slightly dramatized, obviously, because it's mm. a movie. There's a movie called End of Watch with Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, Michael Pena. Um, I'm sure that's his name. He's the guy from Ant-Man that does the story. You know, it's like, oh, so I got this contact. And she works at the art house. And she does that story where it goes between everyone. 
So it's it's, it's him and Jake Gyllenhaal, and the movie is them basically being beat cops, like patrol cops, in like one of the roughest and most downtrodden areas in America. And it's literally just like a found footage movie of them being buddies. And yeah, that's cool. it's a concept. Is it's, there, isn't it? it's such a good movie in the way it's done because, like, I remember reading somewhere as well that Jake Gyllenhaal had a massive awakening to like the real world when he was preparing for it because to prepare for the role, he did ride-alongs with cops in rough areas to understand actually how they do react to say someone runs over to their cop car to talk to them. He watched how they'd react like someone in a rough area would run over to the car and they'd they'd obviously talk to them but a lot, of them, <laughs> a lot of them yeah they would be there because in the areas they were in it was common for them to be shot just from the cop cars um mm. and i think it was like the interview i saw it was like either the, like the second day or the first day he was doing a ride along he saw someone get killed shit so it's like okay he understands. <laughs> it's like not something. That's just really... Got it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like you, if you if you were able to do a ride ride along over here in the UK, I don't think you'd see a murder or, a, or somebody getting shot. Oh God, no! no. Or it would be extremely, extremely like... uncommon if you. Let's did. face it. It would you again. Would... It would again be more like Hot Fuzz. They're chasing a fucking swan. <laughs> any luck with yeah. any luck with all swans yet? There's, oh, there's just, just the one. There's just the one swan actually. <laughs> oh yeah. But, I mean, but yeah, the, um, that's bang on. Yeah, with the like how we say like we we kind of like it to be over the top. That's why I think John Wick works so much because it's grounded enough in like reality for you to believe that this kind of underground society would work, but it doesn't reveal enough of it to like make you think but that would not work that would be stupid kind of thing like i think one of the yeah not go on ollie go on i was just saying not to mention though as well like things like the gun scenes in it they're still very a it's all real drills that are real yeah. things but also like it's not like just a million round gunshots it's like well, the they're constantly yeah. reloading and stuff like that well the um because it was the director is uh, a stuntman. He was originally going to be the stuntman for Keanu Reeves because I think he was in The Matrix, but they eventually had Keanu Reeves doing so many of his own stunts that he was able to just sit back and do the directing full-time, but they literally count every bullet to make sure that he would be reloading where he would actually have to reload if he was doing these scenes properly. But I think one of my favourite bits is in the first John Wick movie is... A ruckus happens, people die, and it's at John Wick's house, and he gets a knock on the door. And it's just the everyday patrol cop who he opens the door to. Noise oh, complaint. Hey, hey, Billy, how you doing? Oh, all right, John, just a noise complaint. And he sees the body down the hall, <laughs> and he goes, You working again, John? No, I'm just working through some things. Okay, well, you have a good night then. And then leaves. And I was talking to someone about this. So I was complaining, the cop wouldn't do that. Though. The cop would instantly be on there. It's like, the cop knows who he is. And I'm sorry, if you are just a yeah. big cop <laughs> against fucking John Wick, you would just walk away and say, have a good night like he did. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, basically. John Wick is like, it depends. Like you've got, that's the problem. Like, it's great that, film in footage is open to everyone nowadays so they can get their hands on it and they can do it but it's bad in the same way but without the bad you won't get the really good like when you have these bad films and like people some people could go oh but john wick's just like mindless killing but that's the thing the people who've done this film have gone they know what they're doing so like you like you say that the director was a stunt uh stuntman himself so they've made sure it's within its bubble, within its story, within its universe, it is realistic. Yeah, it's, it's understandable. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing, I, yeah. thing I... great thing is it's when you get those people who pay that attention to detail yeah. and know what they're doing with what they're doing instead of just getting somebody who's like, oh, but what if we had this really cool scene here where he does this? And it's like, well, that's stupid. That wouldn't it wouldn't work, make any sense. Yeah. yeah. I think it's one of, the, one of the cool things I like about it is 
they didn't do the cliche, his wife died, and that's what brought him back into the life, because mm. that's mm. been overdone, and at the end of the Literally day, it, it, does, it doesn't <laughs> no, work that well anymore, and I think... You're like, you need to watch it, Ollie, because it basically shows, obviously, we all know, obviously, the dog dies, and that's what brings him back in. And there was someone saying, like, oh, it's just his dog, it's not the end of the world. It's like, it's not just his dog, though. It's a dog that his wife had sent to him for when, after she died, because she knew that he would need something or someone there to help him through his grieving process. And the reason yeah, he's yeah. pulled back into that underworld is because they killed his dog and took his car. The two most important things to him, after his wife leaving, were taken from him in a horrible way and that's what pulls him into it it's not just a revenge story so you have literally taken everything i have left in my life so i am going to take it from you it's the symbol yeah yeah of it like you know the kind of the meaning behind Mm. the that's that's the key part yeah i mean it's also fucked up to kill a dog like especially a puppy i mean yeah it's a fucked up thing to do it's 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 horrible watching that scene. It's horrible. I hate. I skip like, it now. If I'm watching a film, I actually skip it. Just, I'm just like, nah. I, I just want to see him just, like killing him at the end, getting. I mean, all. let's face it. I mean, after watching Keanu Reeves training for these movies, I think we can all agree Ugh. Keanu Reeves is actually John Wick, and the only reason they made these movies is to try and pull away the heat he was probably getting of people thinking, is he actually a fucking assassin? Because, I mean, have you seen the way he handles guns? <laughs> <laughs> he he is. Just... gone. But now he's making... They've, they've made the third um, Bill and Ted. Yeah. <laughs> so he's from one, one end of the spectrum to the complete other. To be, to be fair, have you yeah. heard him do the voice for Toy Story 4? I haven't I seen it yet. Who's I've, not seen, I've watched clips. He, he, he plays a character called Duke Kaboom in Toy Story 4, who is just like... I, was gonna say, can- I haven't watched it yet. He's a Canadian stuntman. And it's 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 right. just basically Keanu Reeves going, I can do this, huh? Could you, huh? Stuntman, yes. <laughs> it's just pretty much all he does. It's so funny. Uh, I need to watch that. Like, well, again, another one on the list. <laughs> yeah. One thing. I one didn't thing... know this. He was actually born in Beirut, Lebanon. Lebanon. Was he? I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know wow. that. One thing I am actually excited for, which has sadly been delayed recently, is Cyberpunk 2077. Because Keanu Reeves plays, I think it's a character called Johnny Silverhand or something in that. And he's like in your like computer mind or something. Wake the fuck up, samurai. Yeah, wake the fuck up. We've got a city to burn. (laughs) Okay. Okay, John Wick, I will do this. Anybody's the like, just the pinpoint accuracy of cool is fucking Keanu Reeves. I like Keanu- his um I like his motorbike company as well. He, he, his, oh they have some cool his bikes. motorbike company makes arch. They make some very they're, nice, very they're, nice they're more art than motorbikes at times though, aren't they? Like how yeah. there's so much work goes into it. Yeah. Yeah. They're so expensive. Yeah, they are nice. They're so expensive. I'd, I'd love one if I could afford one. Like how <coughs> I'm gonna have I'm gonna have actually have a quick look as to like how much some of these are because was... uh, they're prob- off the top of my head, I think they're about tw- uh, thirty to forty thousand pounds. And up. Yeah. I'm going to have a look. That's off the top of my head. I've got the site up. Give me a second. Let me... Yeah, I'm I'm looking as well, just to see. Because the website doesn't really give you much info, because they're all tailored to you. Tailored to you, yeah. Uh, Let's have an arch motorcycle price. Here we go. Okay, so... The art, the 2020 Arch KRGT1, which has a 2000cc 45-degree V-twin... It's uh, their Harley engines. Yeah, I think I do think they do some of their own tuning and stuff to it because they they, they call oh they do but yeah. they are, they're based on Harley engines yeah. but uh but it's they do one let me just find it there's a new model um that they're working on at the moment I think like this might still be prototyping and it is absolutely fucking stunning. Well, this this KRGT one, how much do you think it is? Fifty thousand. Uh, let me think. 
because I think I've looked so this you, up before. You've got 50,000 then, Ryan, yeah? Yeah, I'm going to go real high, real fast. I think, I'm pretty sure they're like 80 to 100,000, I think. 85,000. Yeah. Jesus. And like, that's I mean, for oh, a no, that motorbike. <laughs> that's for <laughs> a motorbike. <laughs> yeah. But just look at them. It's just so much work and it's like, it, they just yeah. look... Stunning. The, I think the thing that makes them nice again, like we always say this when we look at loads of different forms of like media or like worksmanship, is when someone loves what they are doing, it really shows in that craft, and that definitely shows with like the motorcycles that they make because they look divine in the way they make mm. them, and you can tell they just love motorbikes by looking at these bikes. Yeah. Look at the Arch Method 143. That is uh, a um, fucking cool looking I bike. I mean, parts of that bike are not what I'd like have on a bike, but just looking at it as a whole, you can just tell it's like you're saying it's like... so much attention to detail and they're just like it's they've just refined it so well. Even it's though like I'm not carbon fiber it. monocoque bike, just like oh Yeah, and that's that's only that's recently a thing for cars, let alone bike, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it's such a cool looking thing. Yeah, they. But I, yeah, I, I, I need to get, I need to get my bike license because um, there was a story of a there's a motorbike shop near me, um, and they opened I think what Monday just gone, and by Tuesday they yeah. sold fifty five bikes. Which one was that? Jesus. I'm not gonna say which shop it was because obviously it's a, it's a local shop. So, oh, is it but like a local business? It's it's a chain shop. But mm. it's a local one, so I'm Jesus. not saying the name of it. But it was like um, 55 bikes in two days. And I've got a feeling that's because all of their second-hand ones and all of their new ones that they had before this virus, they've probably had to slash the prices right down on them so they can mm. move them to get the yeah, new, new product in that was meant to come in previously. And it pisses me off because it's like, I've been wanting to get my bike license for so long. And if I'd have had it and I'd have gone, I could have probably got like a really good bike that was meant to be eight grand for like five or four grand or something stupid like that because they're trying to shift them. My mate actually, yeah. he builds bikes, my mate does. He he does something on like, he builds it because they all build a specific part and you don't really get it much in the UK anymore, but he, build, he builds them. But the company has just been in all, um, I'm trying to think which company it was, but they'd just been through like all like, they'd, they'd sold it on to somebody else who's now bought the business because they'd basically gone bankrupt. Yeah. Um but yeah, he he's massive on cars. Like I like cars, but I'm not as big as on cars as other people. Like he's really big on them, but he 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 builds bikes and stuff and some of the bikes they make this company he were really nice bikes. And there was a bike shop near where I worked at the university where it was on the University of Nottingham where they had some really nice bikes. I'm trying to think of what the name of that one was. It's not Norton, is it? I think it was Norton up in um I think it Norton because they went it. under yeah. Norton went under recently. Um, yeah, they've been bought out. They've been bought out. They're going. They're restarting <clears> again, but we yeah. don't know where Did, it's going. So like was it they well. went into administration and then they got bought out from administration? Yeah, that's good because yeah, Norton's good. one of isn't Norton one of the older bike manufacturers it's the, oh, it's from the Britain? Last. Yeah, no, uh, Norton. I mean, we still got Triumph. Triumph. Um, yeah. It's Triumph for the ones who are on um, who are on the university campus, and they've got some really nice bikes. Well, that's what Ollie's got yeah. the Triumph, and you got the um, I've got a Triumph Thruxton, is it? Thruxton twelve hundred R, yeah. Um, but with uh, to be fair, like most of the original kind of bike manufacturers are gone now. Most of them don't exist anymore. Like BSA, they're gone. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, I've actually just, just aerial. Um, oh no, aerial's back. Sorry, aerial are still going. Yeah, aerial's still going because didn't they do cars for a bit as well? They still do. They still make the atom, but the they atom, make bikes yeah. as well. Again, now they make, um, they make them for the case, which is nice. I have just gone on the Norton website, and I've never seen this bike before in my life. And my fucking god, does it look nice? Is it the V4S? Is it the super bike? It's the V4RR. That's it. Yeah, they are. I saw one at oh my the uh, God, bike show. That's nice. Is it? Is it the all carbon one or the chrome one? It was the all chrome one on the little pitch, but I've just gone and seen the all yeah, carbon. Yeah, it's, it's chrome nice. one on are, the home page. Yeah, and then carbon. They are the very pictures. nice. That that's a bike I would like if I had money. That that yeah. is a nice bike. Mm. 
It's, it's one uh, of those things where sometimes you look at these things and like where most places online when you're looking at bikes, like say like a Kawasaki Z100, Z1000, the price is prime place. And then like you look at like this Norton V V4 and the, there's no price on the website because if you have to ask how much yeah. it is, you can't afford it. <laughs> you, you, well, you know, the funny thing is that bike costs less than most new Harleys. Well, Harley Davidsons are outrageously overpriced, Harley and Davidson's... they're shit. They're yeah, actually going like out of business them. because they were only surviving because, honestly, boomers, boomers well, what, kept buying what, them on their name, they got and now out. no one likes them. Well, they they got they, saved um, by the American government because the American government many put a massive um, tax hike on foreign import bikes to help yep. save Harley-Davidson from companies yeah. like Honda, Suzuki, and Kawasaki. But then, especially now Trump's in, um, they've had to do some... That Basically, the government have also put, like, an issue on um, importing metals, which is what Harley did to get cheap metal to make the bikes. So yeah. Harley are there, like, well, we kind of need to now have our bikes built elsewhere because we can't actually build them here because it costs too much. And now the American government is yet again saying to them, well, then it's not made in America. Harleys need to be made in America. It's like, well, you've screwed them over in every way. And okay, I'm not a fan of Harley, but... They don't innovate. They've been making the same... Don't get me wrong. Their bikes were great back in the 50s. But they're still making those same bikes and advertising yeah. them as all oh, the all new sportster. But it's like you can literally buy the same bike with better build quality, a better engine, better looking, and not as heavy from Honda, Kawasaki, Yamaha for a third of the price. Yeah, I mean, I've just been on the Harley Davidson website, and none of those bikes. I'm not a massive bike guy. I'm not interested in like, well, part of me is like, hey, there's I no variety. But I was just looking at the bikes, I'm just like. They just all look like shit. They all look the same and they all look shit. I, think the thing, I hate it. They're poser bikes. They are for posing and nothing else. I think the thing that bothers me is they they obviously have someone who works for them that wants to innovate, that wants to do something good because they had um, yeah. a while back, they had some... Oh, what was it? They had some uh, prototype stuff. That they'd made. They have been making some new and stuff. Was, I saw them at the bike show. They've yeah, got an electric was, bike. Yeah, there's the live wire, which is what Charlie Borman and Ewan McGregor did the round the world trip on again. But they also yeah. have the Harley Davidson Street Fighter 975, which looks amazing. It, I really, really like the look of it. I, I'm, I've always kind of liked the Street Fighter look of bikes, but like, I think the the Harley Davidson Street Fighter looks really, really nice. I just think the issue is it's too little too late because yeah. they're going to have all this stuff they've designed and no doubt when it does, if it comes out, people are going to ride it and they're just going to be able to compare it to things like the Z1000, like a CBF1000 or a CBR1, uh, a CB1000R and just be able to They're say, not even particularly good bikes either, to be honest. No. They're, they're not like the pinnacle of what bikes even are, but they yeah. don't even come close. Well, it'd be like MT10s and things like that and it would just be like, they'll have to compare it to them because that's what it's in line with and it will just be the same thing of it looks, it's, it's a good bike, but it's just not on par with the other bikes that are out and it's just, just like, struggling. Out of, out of, I'm just going to show you how unbalanced the pricing of Harley Davidson is. I want you to go on Harley Davidson. I want you to look at the price of. Let's have a look. Uh, oh no, I've just seen it. They're just they're so exp- expensive. Something like there's the FXDR one one four. Don't get me wrong, it looks quite good for a cruiser. It does look good, but at the end of the day, it's just a cruiser and it's dressed up. And the price starts at eighteen thousand pounds. That's a lot for a bike. That is like that's like top end Ducati superbike money. Well, it's when you, you can go you even at- further in. You can give over further into it. So you've got the Harley Davidson Street Seven Fifty, which is it looks to be their like entry level Harley Davidson. Um, it's, yeah, it can be A two compatible, and it's six thousand one hundred and fifty pounds. That's what it starts at. 
that's not bad actually i will say that's it pretty that's... much in line of other a2 restrictable bikes like uh like for example honda has things like the uh cbr 650f the cb 650f that's about online with that it's not remotely as close to it in performance or you know you could get a ducati scrambler <laughs> for that price yeah but i don't think it's it's on par though because i mean let me have a look at the uh no it's not it's not even close Look at the CVO Road Glide. Fuck ugly bike. Starts at £34,000. Yeah. That's what I mean. You you can have that. (laughs) Then look at the Honda Goldwing, the new Honda Goldwing, which is less than that. It's like, why why would you buy that when you can have the Honda, which is an objectively better bike in every measurable metric? I think yeah. it's with all the things, though, like, it's just price. I mean, like, cars are stupidly expensive. Yeah, and, they really are. Like, even I've paid out quite a bit with my car. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm not, I don't regret it, because you know, I enjoy the car. But I wouldn't go and buy, even mine wasn't officially, like, it wasn't a new car, but it was as good as. I would never go and buy a car full price like that again. I'd just go secondhand and pay, yeah. Yeah. If you pay See, a few I've... grand, like a couple of grand, rather than paying... You know, in the tens of thousands, you know. Yeah, pounds, see, with my too much. With my cars, like apart from my very first car, I've always gone um, approved, used through dealers. Yeah. So, like when I had BMWs, I went to BMW and bought the used cars they had, and everyone was like, "Well, why are you going to BMW? It'd be cheaper to go like elsewhere." And it's like one. It's actually cheaper to buy them from BMW than it was to buy them from places like Available Car and shit like that. Available Car is fucking awful. Yeah. Never Two, use Available Car. I got a warranty on a used car for a year that I could extend to three years if I wanted to. And in that warranty, I got breakdown cover and free. I just, you got looked after. The only reason I don't drive BMW now is because the running costs of it, it was too much to service. It was too much to keep on the road. And when things did break that I had to pay for, it's way too expensive to repair. But even still with the car I currently drive, it's again, it's an approved used car. When we went for look at one for Becky, we was went to, we went to Nissan from, she was on an Audi first, but we needed a bigger car, but she couldn't afford to get a bigger Audi because it just it's obviously the nameplate that was too expensive for us. So we went to Nissan and we was looking at the Qashqai. And when we was looking at the used ones on PCP and stuff, the guy actually came out and was like, we've got two Qashqais on order coming here that someone's um, cancelled at the last minute, which means we can't do anything with them. We'll give you this brand new Nissan Qashqai cheaper than a used one so we saved yeah. a ridiculous amount of money just because someone cancelled their order last minute and what happens with car dealers is say if they if they have a car on their patch say like at bmw or nissan or whatever they'll have a car on their like turf or their patch to sell once they've had it for 60 days i think it is the Obviously, BMW or Nissan or whoever is the top company will not pay for that car's storage and maintenance and looking after after 60 days. So every now and then you'll see, like, say there's been a 4 Series at the BMW shop for a while and you've seen it all of a sudden go from 8 grand to 6 grand. That's not because they're struggling to sell it. That's because they need to sell it because it's costing them money now. And that's what I was mm. able to do with a few of the cars I bought, is I was able to get them as it went over that period. So that's Is that what you did with the Z4? That's not what I did with the Z4. The Z4 I actually got before they even properly put it on the website. Because I saw it literally yeah. the first day it went on the website, called them, and had like a, dr- a test drive like that weekend. And I'd shook the hand for the deal before he'd even taken pictures of it again. Because it, it the, the person who bought it, bought it from that dealer, had it for, I think, a year or two, and then took it back to the same dealer. So they just put up the previous pictures until they could get the new pictures done. So I literally bought it before they could even redo the pictures. <laughs> Christ. Early bird catches the worm. 
Yeah. I think that's that's the consumerism though of the today. I mean, like to actually have like like you say with that Nissan Cash guy, somebody ordered it, then cancelled it. It's like everyone's just so oh, spend a few thousand over here and there, and nothing really matters. And I think nobody really values what they're actually getting as much anymore. Well, what probably happened there is is it was likely it was bought by another company to be rent leased out as a company car or something like that. And then it fell through. Um, yeah, that'll be what it is. Because I think that's it. Very few people are buying, as in consumers are buying new cars. Nine out of ten times, it's a company's buying it and they're or they're higher purchasing it and then they're just selling it back after a yeah. few years. There's a lot of people who do it higher uh, now, where they just like rent it basically into it. Yeah, weird. yeah. Uh, my my yeah, dad's done that for a few cars, but they just bought an, a little uh, NCMX5 now, and he's loving it. Yeah. Mm. I think when it I comes it... to like the, the the consumerism, I think it always depends on. It depends on the item or the thing, mm. and it depends on the person as well. Like, I. I take care of my car, but not to say the extent of say how you would take care of your car, Ollie. But that's because I do like my car, but I'm not so much into it that I will detail look after it if you know what i don't I mean. do, dude I, I don't detail my car not I, as in I like detail clean not as in detail through clean. literal woodland yeah. <laughs> not as in detail clean but like detail look right. after it like with yeah. understanding like when Engine. you need to properly maintain it oh stuff. yeah yeah like, i wouldn't but, go to that kind of that. detail yeah i wouldn't go to that detail but when it comes to things like my audio equipment that gets looked after as much as clinically i can possibly do because that mm. is like that's my that's my thing that's what i do i've got a fucking mixing desk literally right there which i use as an audio interface because i've got nothing else to use but it's looked after yeah. like that thing apart from i think it's channel strip 2 the fader is slightly um rough because i need to open it up and clean it but that thing's as mm. new and it's like five years old I've yeah. just checked. I've just checked the time, and yeah, I've realised we are we're, we're running off, over. Yeah. So we need to kind of <laughs> close it off. So uh, to say, we said we was going to talk about Star Wars, and we uh, we're gonna we're gonna we title this bastard. Oh yeah, this was <laughs> gonna be a very thinking, difficult I'm one. Just to like, title. Oh god, what we're we gonna call this now? Because it was definitely not Star Wars. <laughs> Actually, there <laughs> we go, guys. That's it. I've named it. Definitely not. Definitely Star not Wars. Star Wars. Definitely <laughs> not Star Wars. That's it. That's it. We've done it. <laughs> Well, we can um, finish the podcast in peace. Yes. Well, as usual, we will be back next week at 9pm GMT. Um, if you do have any questions, queries, or stories you'd like to ask us at the Context, Need- Context Needed podcast, you can email them, email them to us at the website. The email is... Oh, my God. my wor- I've, I've been talking perfectly fine all the way through the podcast, and Use now I can't words. talk. <laughs> How do the email is just coming across the bottom of the screen for people watching online on YouTube, but for people on audio, just drop us an email at contextneededpodcast at gmail.com. From me, Kyle, it's been good talking, and Ryan and Ollie. Thanks for watching, friendos. See you later, shitlords. <laughs> we, uh, we'll be back again next week, so see you guys later. Bye. questions queries or interesting stories you'd like to hear us talk about at the context needed podcast you can get in touch at context needed podcast at gmail.com